0: Hello and welcome to In The Clock End, and answer the podcast Christmas special with myself, Steve.
1: And myself, Kelvin from The Arse.
0: And we are delighted to welcome our very first guest, Rocky. Welcome to the podcast. How are you, mate? Hello, Rocky. Hello, everyone. <laughs> I'm good, man. How are you guys? Where do we start? Living Where the dream.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I look, I, I say this at the start of every podcast since we started. Uh, I'm all good apart from the football. It's as simple as that. Uh, the football is... If the pressing is 2020, I think that's hand in hand, right?
0: You know, times are rough when there's a pandemic on and Arsenal still sort of outshine the pandemic.
1: <laughs> but it, like the pandemic, it's the hope, it's the hope of the, uh, the vaccine that keeps you going, right? And then it's the hope that kills us as Arsenal fans. Like, absolutely. You get even yesterday's game. And I said it to you, Steve, before we started. And I know we'll come on to City in a bit more detail, but I wasn't that asked. With last night's game, if I'm honest, I just didn't want to see us get battered. But then when you go to 1-1, the hope kicks in. You get a little bit excited and then,
0: yeah. You're <laughs> then like, like you, you're, you're on the line. You're like, I shouldn't, I shouldn't, I shouldn't. But I'm going to, I'm going to. At time you're like, yeah. At time,
1: the hope's there. Rocky, what did you think? Like, let's just go into it, lads. I think, why not, right? Let's Man. get the football talk going. What What did you make of it just real quickly before we go into lineups?
2: Same exact thing as you guys. I was like, you know what? We're gonna get spanked. We're gonna get absolutely turned over.
3: Mm. And
2: then one nil hit within like the first few minutes. I was like, yeah, it's done. Here we go. Then obviously, Martinelli, that little glimmer of hope—the only Mm. thing we could hold on to—just did what like something that's world class. Or we we could say it's world class, but it's the only little bit of thing we've seen all season.
0: And nice goal by Laco. You think we'd be in it, but. Turns out it was the opposite. <laughs> I think you can break the game f- down into like three segments. Like the first half an hour was a Man City training session.
1: Yeah.
0: And then we got a goal and we we looked up for it. We still didn't create anything, but we looked mm. in the game and then Man City yeah. scored the second and it was game over. And it was, you know, the training session resumed. That's how I felt anyway. The last, the last 20 minutes, I, I wasn't even, I had it on in the room, but I wasn't really paying attention. Do you boys feel that happens a lot in our games? Because this is something that I just
1: feel repeats where. Every game will have a 10, 15, 20 minute top spell where we look like we're taking control of the game. And I mean, I, t- I say that really lightheartedly because look, for all the ball we have, we, you, you boys know it, we all know it. It's we, we just don't create anything when we have that much ball. But, you know, it was like that. We, you know, Martinelli was the one who was really showing the, you know, the impotence to go forward uh, and try and create. rather than the... It wasn't a lot, really. Again, even though we had that 15-minute spell. It happens a lot, right? Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, We saw it in the Everton game. Mm. We saw it in the Burnley game. And I believe the Southampton game where we would come out of half-time or maybe just before, see a bit of fight, and then we just fall back to being stale again. That's what I've seen. So you're right.
0: It's, yeah. it's concerning because we all talk about, I mean, I've said it myself since many times. I don't think we will go down, but at the same time, it's like we've got to score goals to win games and we cannot score goals. We can't even create chances. No. It's no. like, what has happened? <laughs> what, what, what are they doing in training? Honestly, um, beggars yeah. belief. I
1: think, I, I mean, I was listening to your, your latest podcast there, uh, Rocky with Gav. And Gav, Gav was kind of touching on this as well quite a bit. Whereas, you know, this isn't just something which happened overnight. It's been, I mean, I wouldn't go as far back as him as 2003, 4, 5 is when I think he said this started. I think he's got a point where we turned into that, you know, more of a looking towards being a business than a football club, which I think we can unfortunately all agree with we're too busy looking at the balance book than what was happening in front of our, you know, in, in front of our very faces.
0: I think it all pitch. started, it all started with Adepoio, didn't it? Like 2008, 2007, yeah. 2008, 2009, that era. Just yeah, that we, transition, just the transition from Highbury to the Emirates. I think mm-hmm. the whole, uh,
2: my my point of view is, is, you know, we've invested all that money into a new stadium, but what if we invested into players, you know, on the pitch, like things that we can improve quality-wise and then say the endorsements could come and just keep the ball rolling with victory. But it turns out that they didn't want that.
0: Do you remember when Ivan Gazidis was like promising like we were going to be one of Europe's elite?
1: Well, that was that was why we moved, right?
0: And look, for yeah. me, it's Rocky. I
1: know we spoke about this, and well, I'm a little bit older than you guys, um, not massively to you, Steve, but definitely yourself, Rocky. Um, you know, Highbury for me was my childhood. I've got lots of great memories, and there's a number of things which you look back on and. Look, we all bought into the move. right? I was super excited about it. I remember sitting in the stadium for that first game against Villa and being like, "This is quality. We're, you know, we're trying to compete with Europe's so elite." That was what we did that for. And you kind of expected there to be a, maybe a bit of a down, uh, not down, but a leveling out of, you know, we're not going to compete in the top two. It's a long time to go, the like, lads, and the league changed a lot since then as well. And I think that's something we do not forget about, but we. We don't necessarily look at it as, as often as we
0: probably should. Look, that, that's no excuse, though. I think it's what it comes down to with me and Rocky. We're a bit younger than you. So I guess for us, I mean, I, re- listen, I remember watching Arsenal in the early 2000s, but mm. you know, I, wasn't, I wasn't fortunate to go to Highbury that many times. So for, for me, as much as, you know, I find Highbury quite a nostalgic place and I love going up there. Mm. Um, yeah, the Emirates has, has sort of been... Our, yeah, our home for for more of my football in life, I'd say. Yeah. So it's hard to sort of put into, you know, for me, I, I don't know whether when when people ask the question, you know, was it right or wrong? I don't know. At the end of the day, I think if we were still at Highbury, we'd have a massive, um, you know, from a fundamental point of view, we'd have a massive season to kill waiting list and people wouldn't get into the game. And, you know, so, so from that point of view, it, it probably was the right decision to move. From that, yeah. From
1: that I don't idea. know. I'd have to agree, Steve, because
0: even if you had, like, say, if we were still in
1: Highbury now, right, and we were always hanging around top four, but not quite going up to that level, and I think the the problem is for us looking back at it now. It's easy to look back on things with hindsight, right? You know what's happened since we moved to the Emirates, so we can look at it and judge and look at what's happened over the years. But when you go to make the moves, you're projecting into the future, which no one's got any idea about at the end of the day. Um. But it was that, you know, we're trying to compete in Europe. That was at that time, we were solid in the Premier League. Absolute guaranteed top two, top three, pretty much most seasons around that time. And then we moved up and it was more of a case of like Gazeta said, as you just mentioned, you know, we want to go and compete with Europe's elite. We want to go and compete with Anastasia Bayern Munich, etc., etc. I mean, look, we all know how that story went.
0: There are other fundamental facts, though, like, you know, Chelsea... Had a brand rich, Man mm. City came into a lot of money. You know, back in the mm. league, 2001 2002, we weren't really expecting any of these big things to happen. It was just a case of Arsenal, Man United every year. Mm. So it is what it is, isn't it? Really, it's yeah. out of our hands and it's done. And it is. It's, so, like yeah. back to last night's game, then, chaps.
1: Rocky, I'll throw it over to you to begin with. God, what do you <laughs> make of the lineup? What did we make of the lineup? I mean, look, let's should we start with? The obvious one, right? And that's, uh, Runners Keeper. Yeah.
2: KD. You know what? I, before the game, I put like a little lineup on Twitter, and I put Leno in there. And I think mm. the reason why I put Leno in there is because like this is a very, I'd say it's quite important. I know it's the League Cup, but I think a win against City, um, and you know, a win in general would sort of really like lift our confidence. You know, it's a win under our belt. And it would have been nice for Leno to have played obviously with his experience. And it's a quarterfinals. Do you know what I mean? It's not
3: yeah. round
2: of sixteen. It's not round of thirty two or yeah. the first round. This is this is a potential semi finals um game for us if we, you know, advance. And mm. I was just I was just I wasn't surprised to see him because Arteta's lineups have recently have been debatable,
1: but just it was terrible. It was terrible. Yeah. I mean, Stevie, we spoke about it beforehand as well. Like, I think I said to you at the start, we're going to get a good look at him one way or another. I wasn't, I wasn't overly happy about it. But again, because, and again, it's buying into my own narrative, where I wasn't that bothered about the result necessarily. I was more interested in a performance um, yesterday. I just wanted this to be competitive, right? That's the word that keeps springing to mind for me. Can we at least look competitive in a match? for the love of God. Um,
0: I, think, but, I see. I, I agree with what you're saying regarding, you know, I, don't, I, don't, I think us weren't that bothered, but we wanted a performance. I think it was a real opportunity wasted. Uh, there were was a lot of talk of, 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 you know, bringing the youngsters in for this game. I mean, he did that with the keeper. I don't really know why you would rest a goalkeeper. There was just no need to rest a goalkeeper. Yeah. And why play Mustafi and Kalaznac when they're leaving at the end of the season? Mm-hmm. It's, it just, just does make any just sense. on that, On that point,
1: Steve, brilliant, right? Why are we persisting with Mustafi? But the thing, and this is, and we'll we'll come on to this again in a bit, but this is what boils into the frustration with Arteta for all of us, I think. It's just, you need to be consistent in what you're saying and what you're delivering. Because if you're going to turn around to me, and we've spent 27 million on Saliba, and I haven't even seen him play a game yet, and he's not ready, anybody who's played in goal or has watched top flight goalkeepers can look at Runnison and think, he's not ready for that level yet. Let's be honest, when he played against Dundalk there, at the Emirates, I, there was a couple of things where I wasn't 100% sure about watching him. Yeah, he's comfortable with his feet. And he, yes, he made a good save last night. Um, but outside of that, it's frightening to watch someone at that level. I mean, there's two goals he's conceded where he's basically diving behind the line. I know that sounds really strange, but watching back, um, that's, that's not top-flight goalkeeping to me. It reminds me of Manuel Amuni all over again.
0: You know what, it's really (laughs) annoying
2: to see because I remember at at the start of the season, I think Mm. it was around the time when we played MK Dons in that pre-season friendly. It was more of him saying like, everybody's going to have a clean slate. And he was saying this when he first joined. Mm. And he gave literally everyone an opportunity. He gave sort of everyone like Premier League or League Cup minutes and we even saw El Elneny in that um, MK Dons match. And then we saw him yeah. in the Community Shield. Yeah. And it's sort of he sort of contradicts himself, uh, Mikel, because he hasn't given Saliba an opportunity. And it's nope. really baffling. It's just like, you know, you say, you know, you might not like what you see in training or it's footballing reasons or whatever, but you haven't given him a chance to at least prove himself or gain some confidence or gain, you know, some ability through playing in the prem or against prem teams,
1: so
0: no, really team. on. We've, we've we've had the games for it as well, especially like the teams with players in the Europa League.
1: Hundred percent Europa. There's
0: been, there's been adequate opportunities to, to, to show him. The thing is, like people say, oh, is he good enough? Well, until we see him, we're never going to know. It's, but it's why,
1: exciting. but this is my problem. Why is he? Why was he so willing to do that with Runnison? Right, because this is the we're point. Like, either, yeah. he's not. He like we just saw last night. That kid was not ready for that game. Unfortunately, look, he yeah, had a couple of howlers in there last night, to be honest. Yeah, there was, like we said, there was one good save, but it's a different game when Leno's in there. And I just find that, again, with Mustafi, why, why do we keep bothering? What, what are we doing? It's just the, we know what we get with uh, Mustafi. And it's kind of like, it's like the William thing now. Thank God he wasn't in the squad last night, but that worries me for the weekend.
0: On, on Mustafi, um, did you see that he's been linked with um, a move to Barcelona? Saw that
3: one. Yeah.
0: Saw it that, came yeah. out today in, in as well. Again. Again. Wow. Isn't that mad? Isn't it mad? Um, yeah. uh, do you think he was playing for the first goal last night? It, it was. Combination.
1: So it was a combination of areas yeah. for that first goal. Um, I think the third, it's, it's I think
2: so the third goal. The third goal he was with, with Laporte. Was it Laporte who scored?
1: The header? Uh, yeah. He was I, again, it's just. It's most of the goals that we scored against us yesterday, they were just. So easy, so yeah. so easy to score. Yeah, that, um, free, that
0: free kick was embarrassing.
1: Yeah, the first one though, I mean, there's there's three people you look at in particular for me, El at the start. Chris, he should have gone with the runner, uh, Zinchenko. He was with him and then go, he just leaves him completely, leaves him free as a
0: bird. But even um, so, Mustafi's got to do better there. He just he's just completely key, lost, though. like, he's got no. Uh, like position, positional awareness, where awareness, he needs to be, yeah. and it's not—it's not like he's—he's—he's, he's, he's, you know, he's new to the new to the game. He's an experienced pro, German international. He's how just. How many times have we seen him? And, and we offered him a new deal, which makes my blood boil. <laughs> how how we, what what is going on at the club when we're offering people all that new new contracts? You it's mean, mad,
2: isn't it? It's mad.
1: It is mad. It is absolutely again insane insanity. But the only thing I can think of, and it kind of ties in with you know, we and again we spoke about it briefly yesterday, Steve, um, over text, and that was the offering of a contract of Rob Holding. Yeah. The only thing I can think of, and look, this is my my asking side of it coming in. Where I'm just trying to think of anything that makes sense right now, which is bloody hard work. Um, is it a case that? Because one thing I think tech has done and I spoke to you about it on the last post, Steve, is, is he, is he over-criticised what he has and is maybe coming back to bite him in the ass because his support is when he joined. That's what we wanted to hear. I want commitment, non-negotiables, buy-in, or basically piss off, which I basically think- is what he was saying to us. And I'm just thinking, is that, is that kind of just too much? Is it, are, we, are we now really- trying to flip that a little bit in the, in the media by bigging up these players? And I would say that lightly, but you can't keep like, tarnishing players Week after week, saying he's not good enough, he's not good enough. Our fan base ridiculing everybody and then expect mm-hmm. to get a return, you know, for a bit of money. Is it a slight flip? Well, that's work?
0: what Jose Mourinho does, doesn't he? And and then he, you know, usually in his second or third season, mm. he ridicules the players, lose, loses the dressing room, and he's out the door. Um, I just think Arteta probably expected more of a, more of a response from the team.
3: Yeah. I mean, and initially,
0: well, we, we talked about it in the last podcast. You know, we didn't get a massive bounce when he joined. We, know, we, we weren't in the predicament we're in now, but we won a trophy. And I think because of the FA Cup, it's sort of papered over those cracks. And We were a li- maybe a little bit naive to think that this team was good enough to, to push on and break into the top four, where in truth, you know, we've got a very, very mediocre set of players. Well, looking yeah. around the pitch last night, I was, I was thinking, how have we you know, fallen So far, you look at some of the Wenger teams. Late Wenger era, he had some very average teams, and and very average. He got some incredible results out of them, Um, Mm -hmm. and you know, it comes down to managerial experience. And I think that's what you know, with Arteta, with the experience he has or hasn't got, it's going to be a you know huge job for him to to turn this round.
2: It's mad. Um, Kind of goes on to what um, I was saying on my last pod and it's something that I've been sticking by now um, going back to what you're saying with experience I do definitely think that you know even to an extent Unai Emery's experience and, and Arson's, mm. it saved us from falling deeper than where we should be and I think now with a manager who isn't as experienced as we would have hoped for mm. and a board that technically doesn't care or doesn't you know, put their 100% in it's sort of prevailing where we are on the table or it has prevailed. And it just goes to show in what situation we are, where we haven't got an experienced manager and how vital it is to have one in order to prevent us from being where we are. And it just goes to show, man, look at that table. 15th, um, Burnley have yet to play one game, three points, or even a draw and they go above us. I don't know Mm -hmm. about the goal difference,
0: but even then, man,
1: ridiculous. Yeah, it's not great. It's not well, great Rocky, reading,
0: Rocky. I wanted to get your a quick opinion on on us um, Given the choice, would you back him or would you sack him?
2: Oh, he's got to go. Got to go? No, he's got to go, man. And it's
0: you know why I say that. <laughs> I see, Kelvin. Go on, Kelvin.
1: <laughs> no, 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 no. no. I, I, again, like he's one of those where. You know, you asked me this question the other day, Steve, and I sat on the fence, right? Classic.
0: You Sat on the fence for about half an hour, yeah. Yeah,
3: and I can do it. <laughs> at do least it again Rocky. Today. But the, the Ro- Rocky's is-
0: not messing around. He's like, he's got to go. Boom. Yeah, I mean, look, I said it at the end, though. I, you know, hold a gun to
1: my head. What do I do? I would, yeah. I think I would probably, yeah, let it, let it go, let it be. But you can't help but think that and go, right? Well, who comes in next? Don't I don't really care who it is because that's kind of how I got towards the end of the and I was like, man, put, put myself in charge. I, I'll try and do a better job than you, mate, to be honest. But it's a case of who comes in with this group of players, lads, because that's the problem. For me, 100% that's the problem. We've had three managers, let's say, in the last 18 months. Emery, Jumbo to a point, and then Arteta. None of them, other than in the cup competition, have been able to get a tune out of this group of players that we have. Not, not even a little bit. When was the last time, boys? And I'm not even going to say the Fulham first game of the season. When was the last time you watched this play and batter his side? Not even batter, but take full control of the game for 90 minutes in the league and you felt confident watching this play? In, Yo, that's, in the, that's, yeah,
0: that's, that's deep, isn't it? No, no, I can't remember a game last season or the season before. Oh. No, and that's I think
2: in the problem. yeah, in terms of the league, I can't recall anything. But I think mm. our last sort of outstanding performance was probably against Man City in the semis, where I'd mm. say where we were pretty much in control when we had a game plan, even mm. though we wasn't in control possession wise, but we were mm. super hard to break down. Yeah, I and mean, I think tactically we were set up to win that game, but I just think now we're we're lost we a lost cause, pretty much. Like, we've got nothing. It looks that way. We sort of, yeah, we we can't be that team anymore because it's a one-off game.
0: The last time I felt comfortable was away at Watford last season when we were 2 up for the first 10 mm. minutes of the game. Oh,
1: you weren't <laughs> then, you weren't scared going into but the second the first second 10 half, minutes,
0: no. I was living life. I was like, oh, we're playing quite well. This is good. This is good. And then we spent the last... Eight Again, though, innit? it? The false sense of security.
1: The get false sense of security at <laughs> Arsenal. And you think you get a bit carried away, 2-0 up. No. Yeah, as an Arsenal fan, you can't even
0: be 4 0 at mate and be excited anymore. So. I still remember Newcastle away um, very, very well. We were 4 0 up at St. James' Park.
1: Yeah.
3: And we oh,
2: actually, I sort of remember a game. I think it was, it was more of a second half performance. It was Newcastle at home. Now you mentioned Newcastle. And we won 4 0, didn't we? Where Ozil oh, was, was in the all. team.
1: Yeah, he scored. He in. was
2: outstanding in that game. And it just goes to show how much we miss somebody in the centre. I think yesterday when Emil Smith Rowe and Balogun came in, very central yeah. players. I know Emil Smith Rowe's good in that camera. Balogun's good at dropping deep, better than what Lacazette's actually been doing. Funnily enough, he played that ball into Pepe last night. I don't know. I just think we miss that creativity or somebody just grabbing the ball and taking it forward. We're just we playing have- too wide.
1: We don't have risk takers. We spoke about this, Steve, on the last one. We don't, we don't have anybody who's willing to take that risk. And, I, and you're absolutely spot on. And I, we've covered it a couple of times as well. Balogun, for me, you know, look, I'm not putting hopes on the young lad's shoulders because it's just unfair. Um, I th- he just looks more ready to me already than Eddie and Nkaccio as, as a footballer. And there's more to his game, I think. You can link him better. There was one point you saw, you just touched on it, when he lent it back to Pepe. To be honest, I was screaming for Pepe to give it back to him. Yeah. Kept, running. He kept going, Pepe, look, yeah. did his shot, which is fine if it goes in, different conversation. But it, just a couple of things like that, and he made another run. Uh and you could have been played in by Kalasinac. Kalasinatch will always turn around and go backwards. It's just what he does. Um he's yeah, very, yeah. Much, very much like that exactly in that regard. But yeah, you want that, you know, you
0: want our players to just take more risks, Steve, isn't it? Like it doesn't happen, does it? We're we're very predictable. Um yeah, it's right. just, we're so scared. We just don't see. It. I was watching Villa the other day, watching Jack Jack Grealish, and he just—it's unbelievable. Amazing. He just—he just doesn't care, fearless. Just, he'll just go past people without yeah. without a second thought. And we just haven't got any of that. And it's so negative. And it's no wonder we—we, we, you know, in that final third, we're so spineless. Mm. We just got, we've just got—we've just got nothing. Even last night, it was very flat. Like, like you know, we, it was a nice goal. You know, it was a nice header from Lacazette. Nice play for Martinelli. But apart from that was there one time in the game where you sort of jumped up off your seat, you know, where we got near the goal? It was, it was, it was just, it was, it was woeful. It was woeful. And Pepe coming on again. I said, I think I've said it every podcast. What the hell have we got to do to get a performance out of Nicolas Pepe? It's just...
1: Anybody. Anybody. Martinelli put in the effort. Martinelli put in the effort last night. But, again, outside of that, how are we... Where you look? Like, it's just mad, isn't it? Like, Martinelli came back that's his first start and the boy looks so hungry like and it jumps out to us because it's so
0: obvious right you it's, look at it, work ethic and that and the way he challenges out like a sore thumb doesn't you he you don't have anyone else that does that him you've got to wonder what you know the, what's going on in the change room they must be saying to each other they must be you know, if I'm Saka or I'm Martinelli I, I'm looking around mm-hmm. saying to the lads what the fuck are you doing get your shit together like they're yeah. bursting a the bollock, bursting their balls and watching like, Willian and Pepe just sort of mince around the pitch, doesn't, it just doesn't sit well with me at all. You,
2: you know what it is? Um, I'll always go back to this as well. I don't know if I mentioned it on the podcast with you, Kelvin. Mm. Um, it was where I said, I was watching the Europa League game and it was like Tony Adams on the panel on BT Sport. Mm. And he was saying the first thing that Arsenal would do prior to signing a player, they won't take any sort of ability, statistic, into into consideration. They'd always look at the personality of the player first. So they yeah. look they look at, you know, what is he like? What's his personality like? Is he laid back? Um, is he charismatic? Is he tenacious? And they always take that into account. Mm. And so when it comes to the recruitment now, I take that into consideration and I'm looking at things and I'm like, okay, I look at the sort of character that Pepe is. Mm. He's, very, so in t- he's a very stoic, in Stoic doesn't show any emotion and you know he's not very resilient if something goes wrong he doesn't look to a am- like make amends for his mistake you look at yeah. William, someone who's just cruising by um you know just so many new signings where you can't really match a word that is positive when it comes to their personality and I think that's yeah. had such like a, a ongoing effect within the club and we're not signing you Know players with the Alexis Sanchez mentality, the, um, the Martinelli mentality. I just think that no, no. our recruitment has been so bad, and I just think at the moment, in general, they're not enjoying the game of football or they're not in love with the game of football. I think that's where it's also going wrong as well.
1: Hard to love um, something which doesn't give you any happiness right now, right? We've all yeah. we look at us right now, like we respond to to what we see on the pitch. For them, they've got to respond to what they are. Um, yeah. That's just plain average. But I think you, you really touched on some of those. I was going to ask you, both of you guys and that's... I, I couldn't agree more with you, Rocky, about our recruitment is absolutely diabolical. I've actually made a little list here as you can see it. Um, how much we've spent over the last five years. But just before I go into that, a lot of our stuff is... Or a lot of our purchases are around stats. Right? Um... We used to have a company called StatDNA, which we actually acquired. And it's now just part of our setup, right? We base a lot of our decisions around stats, whether that's recruitment, whether that's team selection. And it's obvious. I mean, I, was, I can't remember it word for word because it was the most confusing thing I've probably read from Arteta. But after the last game, did you see him come out saying we had a seven percent chance of winning this?
0: Oh, I, I see, read yeah, it. Yeah, I read
1: yeah. that, boys. And I was just like, what the fuck? What, put, what are put, you going I put, on about? Now, he's reaching for something. I don't know what
0: it was, but... It's a load, it's a load of bullshit, mate.
1: Yeah, because the bit that really fucks me off about this stat, like, stop telling me what percentage we got. Use your eyes, mate. You don't need stats to, to tell you what you're seeing is bang average football with zero
0: creativity. Go and fix it. I don't need to look at stats to tell me that we're shit. I think it was a weird thing to say, because what? listen, the fans, the fans aren't stupid. You know, we, know, we know what's going on. It was never good. What was he sort of, you know, anticipating from from that sort of press conference? Was he expecting sort of us to go, oh, yes, fair, you know, you're right, Otter. you're right, you know what? Mm. Absolutely. <laughs> We've been very unlucky every week. It's the yeah. fact that we couldn't get lucky, you know, in a brothel at the moment. We can't score for shit. But it's all, sort it's of, all, we'll look at the stats. Look at the stats. Yeah, I'm looking
1: at the stats. We keep fucking losing. That's the only stat that matters, mate. <laughs>
2: I think in that case, when it, when you look at stats and you sort of chuck out um, just going for it, I, it leads to insanity. It, mm. it really leads to insanity because everything you try to do has to be so meticulous. Like You have to get a certain amount of passes in the box or outside of the box. Mm. I think just play the fucking game, man. Sorry for my language. Yeah. Yeah. No,
3: I, swear I swear away. away. He's, 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 the-
0: obsessed, he's obsessed with crosses, isn't he? That That really... Yeah.
1: yeah. Oh, my God. So this is the thing. You'll see the little header I've got here, guys. Do you it's, Everything boils into stats. We are the stat Padders FC, <laughs> right? And what I mean by that, we've got so many players who will come off the pitch at the end and go, well, my passing rate was high. You know, my passing you know, mm-hmm. uh, success percentage was decent throughout the game. What's the problem? Well, that's all well and good when you're turning it around and playing it back to a free player
0: every single fucking time. I'm sick of seeing, you know I mean? seeing the, all these assistants, one of one of about 45 assistants we've got on the bench. Will there be the, the iPads? Yeah, Looking at their iPads. Like, what are they doing? Like, you no, know, like back in the day, like even back in the day, 10, 15 years ago, we didn't have all this nonsense sitting looking at iPads. It's, it's just, uh, it, it baffles me. It really does. A lot of it yeah. does though now. That's the problem. I, I think mean, that's probably you... half the problem. We've, we've got too many cooks in the kitchen over there. We've got all these stats and we're just, you know, we're overcomplicating everything. Mm-hmm.
2: Mhm. And the relaxing. and the simple and the simple things like, you know, seeing Martinelli struggling to to continue the match and mm-hmm. you're not taking him off before half time. You're letting yeah. him run on the pitch afterwards. Yeah. And it just goes back to you see your player, he's hurt. If yeah. Martinelli is telling me, Mate, yeah, I can do it. I could do it, boss, I could do it, Gaddaffer. Of course he's going I'm he's gonna say that and as a manager it's your time to assert your authority and be like mate listen i'm doing this for your greater good you know you might miss this game but i don't want to aggravate it even more so you miss three or five that's something that a parent would do, yeah, do you, you know take, what i mean and you listen, take the no, decision
1: away from the person 100 percent. you take it was, the decision yeah away. that's James, your job as a manager uh, yeah you take that decision away from him because it happened twice in the space of a few weeks, don't they? We saw that ridiculous episode with Thomas Party when he came off in the North London derby. Arteta mm-hmm. pushing him back on.
3: Doesn't, it's not and a good look. Louis,
1: Louis, Luiz
3: well.
1: Good she to have got head. that one. Yeah. That's, worse. That's probably the worst one. Mm. You've got to take that decision now because anyone who's anybody who's got a competitive streak in them, even if they're hurt, they're playing on. They're playing on so you re- literally yeah, can't. of course. Um, so you can't anymore. So yeah, you have to take that decision out. And that's if you're relying on players giving you feedback on their injuries, that's not good either.
0: On on the plus side, he did announce there that he's fine. So he, hopefully yeah, Thank God.
1: Yeah, I saw that. Thank God. That
0: would have been the ice on the cake, wouldn't it? Any words on Bamiang for for uh Saturday? Nothing.
3: Um I've got
2: a mini theory about this. Go on. And I like conspiracy theories, anyways, (laughs) and uh, and I'm looking at this situation now. Yeah, I think before the Everton match or the lineup even, there was no like utter of a word that Oba was injured or, you know, we saw him in training and stuff like this. But no one thought, oh yeah, he picked up a knock.
3: Um,
2: It may sound silly, it may sound silly, but I don't know whether to trust the club at the minute. And this is just coming from me and just being conscious about things. But mm-hmm. I don't I don't buy it. I don't yeah. buy that he's injured. I really don't because the the evidence is there, man. Look at the North London derby game prior to that. Arsenal media putting that stupid video uh, on his agent coming out on the same day afterwards saying or afterwards saying that, you know, we're not feeding the ball to him, we're not playing around his strengths and pretty much having a go at Arteta. Mm. And, you know, there's so many things probably going on behind the scenes where it's so toxic that he's probably just come out.
0: He's pissed about. off, I'm isn't like, he? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I said this
0: to you,
1: Steve, after. Sorry to cut across you there, mate. Or just to add a little bit to that. I said this to you in the last podcast. I was like, yeah, well, all well and good. He's got a cast ring, But my immediate thought was, same as yours, Rocky. What's going on there? There's nothing. Mm. No, This seems really iffy. It was
2: dodgy, just, wasn't yeah, it? Just, when, when he signed...
0: Know. You have mm. to think that the club said to him, "Listen, this is the plan. We're going to invest." And I think I think he's been sold a bit of a lie because, yeah, we brought in passe and Gabriel, but I think mm. we we all we all sort of were anticipating or expecting him to leave unless you know the, there was a a plan there to sort of uh, strengthen the team. And I just think he's looking around scratching scratching his head, thinking like, "I've made a terrible mistake." Yes. Um, but yeah. th- but that, that aside, I don't think that's, you know, y- y- I don't think that's reason for him to be playing as badly as he has been.
3: Mm.
0: Uh, he is the captain and, you know, he should be leading, by example. And I think it's pretty shoddy from, from him to, to sort of down tools the way he has mm. done. Pe- people say, you know, he's not getting the service, which is fair. He isn't getting the service. service but look at someone like Harry Kane, um, you know, who, who you see him, they drop back, they don't stop running. You know, they don't stop moving. They're always, you know, mm. Trying try to, try to create something yeah, for themselves, almost. Like, Henri oh, used to do it in games. Yeah, he, he used to drop, yeah. He dropped back and he creates for himself. And he, he, that, that, that makes a difference between a great player and a, and a world-class player. So, yeah, it's
1: a hard thing to do that, exactly that. And it's, you know, when you are playing a striker, you can be kind of just left. If, if the game's not coming up, you know, up to that final third, you can literally just be a spectator. Other than doing the odd, you know, 20-yard sprint from side to side not a lot going on, whereas you're spot on. Gerald Henry used to do it. Um, all the top strikers did it. Reiki right, did it for a bit as well. You get yourself involved. Yeah,
0: you, you Get yourself
1: to, involved in the game. One way or another. It's
0: self-reliant at times. Yeah. Know, the way it is. Moving on yeah. to um Saturday's game. How are you guys feeling? Are you feeling confident or do you think it's going to be another chit show, should I say? Calvin, I'll, I'll start with you, mate. Oh.
3: Uh,
1: where do I even fucking start? Um, <laughs> look. Well, that, that's I, I, don't, I don't know what. To, well, <laughs> I, I have fear. More than anything, like every game, I have fear. For me, I I mean, I, I think it's a case of games after the ones that are really going to define our season. I, before the last couple of games, I thought it would define Arteta for us the next four games after Chelsea. If Boxing Day goes... Badly, yeah. could they part ways? I, I think we need, we need that we need to win. Um, or much like last night, if we're not going to win, can you at least be competitive? We could like, performance If we're not going to be competitive against Chelsea, and I said it earlier in the pod here just now, I was delighted to see that William wasn't even included last night. But then my immediate thought was that means he's guaranteed to start against Chelsea. Um, at the weekend, which I don't really want to see. But again, I think it's a defining moment for him as well. Because um, I've seen absolutely nothing from him all season. T- t- I, and I do put that first game of the season in that. He was bang average in that as well. Um,
0: Touching on William for a sec, sorry to interrupt, mate. Um, I, was, I was watching Rocky's pod uh, last night and yeah. a friend on who was a Chelsea fan, who I always thought he was, you know, held in quite high regard, but it sounds like he was quite inconsistent a mediocre uh, uh, for Chelsea as well, which really surprised me. Did he not say he was a stat padder as well?
3: Yeah, the, yeah he, he did, did,
0: didn't he? Jesus
3: Christ. Yeah, he so did. We just
1: buy them now as well. Cool. But no, for, for me, it's just a case of, look, if you cannot put in a performance against your former club, because we all know it, you go back to play a former club, you, you up your game, hopefully score a goal. I don't expect him to score a goal, lads, just to be clear. Um, but you expect to see a decent performance out of him against your former club. If you don't see it on Boxing Day... I never want to see him in a starting eleven again,
0: ever. Oh, I think as
1: long it's as I
0: around, it's going to happen. Rocky, what are your thoughts on Saturday? You feeling good about it or?
2: Um, at first, I think before the Everton game, or maybe just after the Everton game, I think there was a little bit of optimism because mm. I don't even know where I got this from. I think it was just because of the cup final where we put in a performance. Yeah. Um, that just it, that, which is my evidence, really. But then I'm looking at the facts and I'm looking at the reality of things, realising that we're not going to have Aubameyang, realising that we can't create for shit, that we're 15th in the table. Um, I think it's just going to get worse. And then I'm looking at things like Lampard. He's going to want to go for the kill. He's going to really want to be like, yeah. listen, you may have won that time in Wembley, yeah, but this is my time now and you're going to get sacked. Like He's he's yeah. ruthless like that. And that's what we lack. We lack that ruthlessness. And the biggest buzzword
1: around the Emirates over the last while. Ruthlessness. We have yeah. none of
0: it. You can also yeah. guarantee that Timo Werner, who's been pretty quiet this season, is going to oh, sort of yeah. have the game. <laughs> going to have the game yeah. um, race. They've got a very, very, very... I hate to say it, they've got a very good side up there uh, across the Chelsea. Got some they got very good young uh, yeah. talent and, have spent, and they've spent very well. No, but they had the ability, and I, I thought this when I was listening to your
1: pod there um, the other day, Rocky, and that was Chelsea lad like james who was on there was saying, you know, how they'd spent. Everything, and he said it, everything fell into place for them, to be fair. Uh, and it really, really did when you look at it now because they were banned yeah. in the transfer windows for the last couple of years.
3: Yeah, with Abramovich's
1: yeah, money, do you know what I mean? He's just stashing that for the time being. This is what I would have spent over the last two windows. Do you know what? I'll, I'll save it for the one when we can go. Oh, and do you know what else happened in that time? COVID. So, when that window comes around, we can just pick off people because
0: we know we can bully yeah. them financially. Credit to them because yeah. they wrote it out as well. Yeah, they did. They didn't really? have a, they did end up in like a, you know, a disastrous situation that, that we found ourselves in. Yeah, we <laughs> spent 192 million in five years, lads. So, it, I think it comes down
1: to they're probably bang just a better players. round club. And that's just on bang average players, lads, by the way, that 192 million, as you can see did there. It?
2: But you know what's mad, yeah. Um I said this in the podcast as well. They they got their signings, and they weren't happy with some, like Morata, for example. Mm-hmm. They just shifted him out. Ruthless. They didn't hang on to him. They were like, you know what? He's not cutting it for us. But would we do that to Lacazette? Oh no, we can't.
3: He's too nice. He's
2: been serving us for four years. We can't do that to Lacazette. Yeah, We've for
1: four years. They do it
2: Yeah, yeah, and it's just. And I think that's why Arteta hasn't been sacked because it's Christmas. <laughs> <I think laughs> after, after Boxing Day, mate. After Boxing yeah, Day, like, yeah. this guy gonna—he has to go, and it's becoming so redundant. Everything I'm saying now, everything you guys have said—great mm. points—but we can all see it, but yeah. the board can't.
0: Here's it's... a question for you, mate. Do you think if uh, the fans were in the ground, he would have gone already? Because they, they, it would be a lot more pressure yeah. at the Emirates right now. It would, and they, they will, they, they would booze after every defeat.
3: Yeah, man, yeah,
0: wouldn't. yeah. Can you imagine like Burnley after that game with a full with yeah. a sixty thousand people? Wow,
2: it's a good point, man. It's a good point. Um I don't know. I think you got a point there. I think I don't, know. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> I don't, I don't know, know. This is the most. This
1: is the most annoying bit. Yeah. Rocky. We spoke about this. Is We've got to the point as fans now where for You're years going, we could go, oh, we need know. to do this, we need to do that. And now all of a sudden we're going, I haven't got a fucking clue how to fix this anymore. I'm looking at yeah. it and there's just so many
0: problems. I don't even know how to fix problem one, let alone problem 10.
3: You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we're, you-
0: we're trying to spin about 40 plates at once, aren't we, right now?
3: Oh, yeah.
0: yeah and we're Greek,
1: mate. We're all Greek supporters. So they're just smashing them <laughs> plates everywhere at the minute. Jesus. <laughs> but just on the fans thing, lads, and I thought this recently... Because obviously we don't have any fans in the stadium. It's really, really odd. And it is making it hard to watch football for me. It's obviously because we're so shit to watch too. That doesn't help. But when there's no kind of atmosphere to keep you engaged in the game as well. But one thing I thought recently is, and you said it, there'll be 60,000 fans in the Emirates booing people. Do you really think that? I was only thinking, I'd love to know what attendance is. If we're in a normal world, not even after COVID, because obviously there's going to be an appetite to go and watch football. If we're in a normal world, what would our attendances be? Not per the, you know, as per the stadium announcer who says there's 60,000 in there every week, but <laughs> you know what I mean? But how many, I reckon <laughs> we'd be down in our lowest attendances
0: for a long, long time. I mean, how, how low are you talking? I think we you know, you're at least going to clear 50,000 easily.
3: You think? Just, just, I think it would be. 40, 40, between
0: 40 and 50, anything between that.
2: Way above
1: 40,
0: I think.
2: I think Europa, Europa level. I think we we are a very dark period there are yeah. people who are considering turning down tickets even though they want it in the ballot do you know what i mean it's like you kelvin if you won say uh, or if you had the opportunity to go even though you know it's been so shit our football and you know yeah. covid yeah. would
1: you have gone well you'd probably be like, you know I can't be asked because we're just gonna fucking lose. It's hard for me to answer. I've got to jump on a flight and everything and get up at half past four in the morning for a day trip. But um even no, if
0: I live back in UK, no, I fucking wouldn't. I'd save my money because it's not exactly. a cheap hobby. I would yeah, exactly. I, I I completely disagree. I'd I'd be down there. Uh, it, I'll be I love it, I'll be on the yeah, session, yeah. fair mate. I'll be on I'll be on the booze about seven in the morning.
3: Good, <laughs> all, all day
0: session. Love it, absolutely yeah. love it. So regardless,
1: uh, looking it makes me sound like a
0: glory supporter, doesn't it?
1: I'm, I'm, no, just, not even. I'm not, not, I'm not, not even. Work. It's just really tough to, you know, to, you know, let's be. It's, and it's really funny. We've all got misses, right? And we'll all try and explain what being a football fan's is like. Fiance,
0: I just want to add fiance because I yeah. Fiance,
1: Rocky, you saying. can still say girlfriend. You're a lucky lad. But yeah, fiance, fiance. I got in yeah. trouble
0: for saying missus. So when and she, that when that she listens to this fine. back later. Yeah, that was my fault. Sorry. <laughs> <for that. laughs> I'll, save, I'll save, save,
1: save, save myself there. Oh, yeah, you've got to save yourself. But when you try and explain it, it's like, right, love, before you even came around, and I've agreed to spend the rest of my life with you, right, I, say. <laughs> I supported Arsenal. It was just in you, right? It's, I didn't have a choice for me. It was my dad's from London. I've been dragged up, literally dragged up watching Arsenal. And look, it worked out well for a period of time. <laughs> it did. We had some good times. Um, but now it's yeah. just gone to shit. And my, a lot of fans would just go, well, just just walk away then just just don't watch it even if i didn't watch it lads every week like i do it's like a punishment every week i look forward to a game and then it's just like yeah that was crap but i'd still go and check the result on my phone and it would disappoint me just as much it's just yeah it's, it's, a, it's like a bond that you have for life that you just you know carry what? forward no matter
0: what even, and all. go on sorry rocky you good
2: oh um i feel bad for cutting you off no nice. i think what it boils down to is that um the energy that we put into the club and the time and, you know, the love for it, you know, we're here now, we're talking about it. Mm. It's really not reciprocated. So we're not receiving that same care back from the club. Mm. You know, it's more like come buy a ticket, come buy a shirt, come do this, come do that. They're not giving us any value back. And Mm. I just feel like that's where the disconnect is. And, you know, we compare it to our misses, but, Fucking hell, I felt more love from her than the club. Like, oh, mate, so I'm, I'm,
1: Just to clarify, if she
0: ever listens to this, I always get more love from my fiance than I do the other side. <laughs> yeah, uh, just, just going to back that one up, of course. Yeah, yeah, they, my, my fiance is a Liverpool fan, so she just spends most of her time laughing at me. So, Oh
3: wow.
0: leave, she, leave she, my god. my missus she,
1: doesn't watch any football, mate, do so I? <laughs> you know,
0: I'm quite lucky because she loves it. So, every one every, every, is like a super Sunday. That's fantastic. Like six hours of watching the football together. That oh, that quick, nice at all. Good crack. So nice. anyway, move move. Should we should we talk about something less uh, doom and gloom? Yeah, let's. be off the Arsenal from a
1: footballing perspective, innit? And let's talk about a little guest. Oh, he's not little. Yeah, you think, uh, he's, not, yeah. he's not big
0: either. I'm not saying that. I'm not. So I'm not bringing that into
2: it. Good lad, though. Five seven, five seven. I'm
0: quite five short. Seven. You should get some. Yeah. You're not. You're not as quite as short as our Remember, he's five <laughs> foot four. He's five he's foot four. Is he? we've got our shoving fuck out of by your, I love he's
1: that. Five, easy,
2: that, was, easy, that, easy. that was
0: the song. So uh, I don't remember that. weirdly.
1: Uh, was, I, loved, really. I loved our shoving. The, like, a, again, I love the thought of him as in like, he looks class, could be decent. And well, so He's, just, he's oh, just sums up after moving forward. He was kind of one of those signs where you're looking to make some of it. And it just he didn't was great
0: happen. For, he, he was great at the start of his career. Then he sort of filled out. Anyway, that aside, uh, let's yeah. get to you, Rocky. Um, I want to talk about your your store, your pop up shop, and um, just really get into that and talk about something a little more a little bit more positive. Just to clarify yeah. as well,
1: Rocky, sorry to cut across you before you go on and start telling us. I mean, we just want to say, you know, myself and Steve, we're customers of Rocky's guys, so we're, we're vouching for him. Oh. The the service quality. So before we get into that, if you haven't already, look at the shop. Trust me.
0: And you oh, can't see it. We are both wearing shirts purchased from the man, <laughs> the, the, man the myth, the legend store. Say,
3: so.
2: yeah. Oh, thank you, you. thank you. That. Honestly, I don't know how to react to that sort of love because from the club I don't get it, but from you guys and
1: yeah, well, you've got to react so, somehow, mate. That's the beauty of this, yeah. by the way. I
0: mean- <laughs> <laughs> so, so getting you, in, getting into it, mate. Um, how did it all sort of start? Start? Yeah. For you? Where? Yeah. Where did that first
1: idea come from? That's a great start, Steve.
2: So, well, it goes quite back, like, going on for years. So, Mm. I started working at the Armoury when I was, like, 16, 17. Um, As soon as I could get a job, um, Mm. I was doing things outside of the Armoury for a little while at the Arsenal. Just Started doing community stuff, and I was getting paid and stuff like that. And then my contract went out, and then the final season under Emery, I was working in the Armoury pretty much every match day. So... I always had like a love for, you know, the clothing wear. Um, I always I always felt like I cared a little bit more than the others that were working in there just for a retail job. Yeah. So this goes way back, um, twenty seventeen, and I yeah, eventually.
3: That's like, just, just FYI, I that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that
2: is. <laughs> <laughs> I eventually um, I had enough at the Armory because I just didn't like the the people who worked there. Um, I, I loved the main boss who was quite cool but then everyone down below wasn't that great and I was just like you know what sob this and it came to a point where it was like just before lockdown where I needed a new job mm. so I got a job at Odium, but I never started so I was there now and I was like I was sort of jobless and I looked around me and I just had loads of shirts like this just things that I've collected for years and you know my, my hobbies my interests and I was like fuck that like I have to I have to sell some of these pieces because it's the only thing that I had that was worth something and that I needed to j- just, you know, have a little side side bit of money where, you know... Cause like a side hustle down. sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. If, if, if I needed money, you know, I could just be like, right, I could just sell one of my pieces of my collection. And because they were quite cool and they were quite nice, um, I would sell like, you know, maybe like one, two, maybe three pieces every now and again. And people would be like, oh, um, oh, I saw you had that, mate. It was in a size medium, but I'm a size large. Would you be able to get one? And I was like, hmm. And, you know, I started looking around and, you know, I started to find things where, you know, I could buy them for a decent price and then maybe charge what the market is, but maybe a little less because, you know, I don't want to charge people super high because Uh. then I wouldn't be able to compete because I'm not a source. Like I'm not a, great source where you know people can rely on me just yet so it was literally where i could find something for a little bit cheaper Mm. and just buy it and then once or twice um there'll be someone who would buy like two things and i was just like okay Mm. no, this might be something here and then i just started to build up clients and
0: one thing i would would say is your prices are like spot on like you compare it Mm -hmm. to some of the classic football shirts yeah where i think some of it's way way overpriced Um, Mm uh whereas you you're very you know obviously you've got to make money yourself but you know you sort of look out for people in that sense you you don't you're not out to rip people off at all and Mm i think that's i think that's that's something that i think that's why you have such maybe a loyal uh sort of you know uh customer base Mm -hmm. people who who are happy to keep coming back to you because you know
2: yeah, people. It, yeah, yeah. It's mad because my nan, like, whenever I see her and stuff, like, she's very like old-fashioned, and you know, she wouldn't really get what I'm doing, like, sticking to Arsenal. But she asks, like, you know, why is it just Arsenal? Like, why, why do you stay to Arsenal? Like, why don't you do like Spurs? Because she lives in Tottenham. Like, ugh. Oh. And she's like, you know, people, <laughs> people want Tottenham shirts or Chelsea shirts, and I'm just like, I'm just like, no, like, you know, I started this because I love Arsenal, and. You know, I wouldn't really want to be dealing with a Spurs fan on a daily. You know, I think I've built my sort of reputation to deal with Arsenal things. I'm within the area. I can go into a charity shop now and find, like, one or two shirts. Even if it, even if they're from, like, you know, Puma days, I could still find a shirt. And it's just it's just so fortunate that it's worked well in a way. And, yeah, yeah, I just couldn't branch out. I have to be loyal to... You know the people that support me and then I can support them back.
0: No, I, I think you're I think you want to a real sort of niche uh thing. I think you, it, I think it's cool that you just sort of you know, specialise in Arsenal.
1: Yeah, it's it's definitely a niche. And Rocky I cannot not but like admire you for not wanting to to sell Tottenham shirts. Actually to be honest, the worst part about that is you have to buy one first. Fuck. Yeah,
3: that, yeah, I, no, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: You. But from a London football shirt point of view, there's a lot of clubs in London, right? What, yeah. I think there's what Fifteen plus professional clubs in London. Um, would you even? Would you ever consider just excluding Spurs? Doing that? Not now, but in the future, maybe when when things get a bit bigger. Maybe
2: I was thinking like maybe to like invest in, but hands on. Like, there's just hmm. something different when you know I'm on Facebook and you know someone's clearing out their shirts or something, hmm. and they they're in need of a bit of a bit of money and you know, whatever circumstances mm. they're going through, I can I, I can assist them. And it's not malicious way, the way I look at it, like oh, like I can get some money out of this guy. It's more like, you know, this guy's been a fan and he's got to an age now where you know, he he's not wearing these shirts and you know, he wants to make a bit of money for, I don't know, whatever the reason. Like he's moving out or he yeah. wants to start a project at home or something. Like what I was doing, like just trying to raise money. And then there's nothing wrong. Well, as long as they're okay with it, we're just yeah. selling it on for, I don't know, 20, maybe 30 quid more. Like, nothing too crazy. Just, you know, enough to see me right, but mm. not be too cocky about it. Yeah, exactly.
0: going, you know I mean? back, go, going back to the Armoury really quickly, um, did you get to watch the games when you were there? Or did you? uh you get the TV went, feed? But yeah,
1: like, would you get the TV feed that we used to get in the stadium? Half time.
2: No, say if you wanna get a burger or
0: something.
2: It was forbidden. Um Did you get
0: but discount I, on on uh, like merch and stuff.
2: No discounts. Really? No what? discounts. They what? were very they were very peak. Like even when I wasn't on shift, like they didn't give because I was a casual but I was working there every week near enough every day. Mm. Um Shall I be exposing them? I don't want to say I'm exposing. I mean,
0: them, it's not. It's but... it, we've only got a small listener base, so I in, inside <laughs> scoops, Rocky. Come on, we're this massive <laughs> listener. Yeah, come on, give us the dirt.
2: Uh, yeah. So I would go in there, and it wouldn't even be like a shift day. And like I go in, like I'd have like colleagues trying to upsell me, and I was just a bit like, "Oh, come on, man, I fucking work it. Like I know what's going on. Stop trying yeah. to like impose these." Like clothing wear on me, and I just used to understand see through them because I'd worked there. it was a bit robotic the way we're trained, mm-hmm. and I'd get to the counter, and I'd see like one of the bosses, and they wouldn't offer a discount. They'd offer me like the normal price, and they can get like twenty to forty percent off, and they wouldn't ever they wouldn't ever offer it. and I was just a bit like, whoa, like you know, I work here. I work oh, very shit. hard.
0: <laughs> yeah. Give me something, yeah. Because let's be fair, football shirts cost a pittance to make. If you. It comes down to that sort of looking after your staff, you know, treating everyone as a, as a family. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. As, I can't help but yeah. think.
1: Sorry, Rocky. I can't help but think that when you're describing how it was to work at the armory, was that, is that like, is that the same managers that manage the squad? Because robotic. This is what I'm saying. Burn. Maybe it's a <laughs> good thing.
2: This is what I'm saying. Like, there were one of the managers in there is like a Spurs fan, and what? workers there were a Spurs fan.
0: And no way.
2: You're, you're arguing in the, in the, Dress, or the dressing room or staff room because you know spurs are above and stuff like that and it's just so petty but um going back to the game i really want to answer this you know how you asked me if i could get to games so i will you know when i was doing like community work for arsenal
3: mm-hmm.
2: um we used to have like our cloak room at the bottom where the car park was and yeah. um it's near like where the players buses were yeah like where they'd stop off and go into that Um, you know where the time capsule is and stuff and after my shift you basically go out through the staff exit but what I used to do is I used to go up like a different staircase which was literally so convenient, it would literally take you right up into the stands it would take you into the stands like where the fans are like where like um, it would be like level one or whatever, it would be like ground level And I used to go in there, and I used to have, like, my credentials. And for some reason, when you're working at Arsenal and you get your matchday credentials, it comes, like, with little initials saying where you're allowed to go. And it was sort of mad how they didn't really look into it as much. But I used to have, like, a media pass, like, a media entrance.
0: That's My code.
2: And um, I remember just going through, and I went into the disability section um, because there's like seat in there and it's sometimes yeah. empty
3: Yeah.
2: and I was just standing there and I was wearing like a tracksuit like with my work stuff and I just had like this massive red thing across from me and the security guard was like yeah go on like as if I'm working there and I'm just like you know just joining in and I was watching a game and just like cheering as when whenever we'd score and it's like happy days.
3: That's, that's that's always, so
2: that yeah, sounds amazing because like,
1: that always reminds me of like obviously ball boys when they get like, it's such a cool yeah. little thing to do, in it? Because you know they're all probably like junior gunners, or I don't know what they do anymore if it's youth team players or something like <laughs> that. But I like, imagine yeah, that you just sat there and I haven't paid to be. I've got front row seat. This is amazing. Yeah. Um, How often bad. did you do
0: that? Yeah.
1: Um. Well, it was whenever
2: I was on match day because what I what my role was when I was doing that community thing was sort of escorting people around. I like you saw wear like a high vis. And I used to be like, okay, entrance B is round there, entrance A is there. I used to stand like on the Ken fryers Bridge doing that. And then after my shift was done, which was kickoff, because no one really needed directing afterwards, mm. everyone was inside. Um, I used to go back in and then yeah, it was so sick, man. Oh, I miss it now. But
1: <laughs> you know, one thing you've mentioned there, and I thought about this, it's kind of looking back to something we were talking about earlier about hybrid and 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 the Emirates. Do you know one thing that kind of annoyed me? Actually, there's two things. Actually, there's a lot of things. Honestly, honestly, a lot of things annoy <laughs> me. Um, <laughs> yeah, There's a few things I just thought we really left behind, though, and it's just like, you know, we're a club of traditions, in class. That's what we were, the class that you can question. Yeah. Anything. But that's what we always loved about Arsenal. I did anyway. I always loved like, how we went about ourselves as a club. We were, you know, it made you feel proud to be part of the club, right? Um, there were two things that we kind of left behind for me, and I was, I never understood why we made our pitch so big for a start because having a small pitch at high we used to we used to really teams can figure it out it that's weird. a really good point really weird I never understood it. And I get look modern football blah 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 but fuck that it works for us why did we bin it off I never understood it but yeah. for me the other one is it's, the, it's this you know we always talk about like feeling connected to players and stuff like that
2: I what don't really distance.
1: get that Do so you are sorry
2: yeah are you going to say the distance between the crowd
0: and the pitch uh, okay, that's an, that's a, see, I okay. See okay. That's
1: another one. <laughs> on the side is not so bad behind the goals. Yeah, I agree. It's not. Um, as,
0: it's not as bad as West Ham,
1: though. Oh my god! That's another. Yeah, even, not even. I'm not even going to go into that because that's ridiculous. But no, it's the one of the things that you'll see photos of. Obviously, like we all follow accounts on Instagram where you'll see nostalgic photos of Highbury. And obviously, one of the greatest things about that stadium is was renowned was the marble halls, right? And it was the players' entrance and where it yeah. was. You just mentioned it earlier. and We we know where the player car park is now. It's underground, yeah. obviously under those kind of stairs where the armoury is. And you say yeah. the bus goes in there. Like, gone of the day, like, you literally see a glimpse of players now just driving in and out, that's it. Whereas before, you know, the bus used to rock up to the marble halls, you'd literally have it blocked off either side, the fans would gather, yeah. and you'd cheer <laughs> the players in and all that. It's just gone. And it just,
3: yeah. I don't know.
1: I don't know whether that's just. And again, that's not even something I did week in, week out. I think I did it maybe once or twice in my Highbury days where if I was there early enough, I'd do it. But there's a lot of fans out there who really appreciate that, you
3: know?
2: Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Like you really feel them there. I remember, um, like during the course of lockdown, when we was doing games behind closed doors. Well, we still do it. uh, Whenever they come round to the Emirates, they go around the back where Highbury House is. They go around the Armory. And then you've got some massive fence where you can only like sort of look in. It's almost like a prison when you're looking into them and like, yeah, yeah, they can hear you shout, but there's no actual connection. You can't give them a high five. I know it's COVID, but like even in general before that, you can't give them a high five. You can't say, come on, you can't do anything. Do you you think that's that's more of a
0: sign of the times and how things, things naturally sort of change and progress and it's, I think it's become
2: almost too VIP and, I think a lot of players are too, like, glorified and they're more like celebrities than they are, like, athletes. Mm. And, and, you know, there's no problem with, you know, footballers doing things outside. Like, you know, you've got Bellerin and stuff doing what he's doing. I I can't criticise that. I rate that. But, like, there's just too much of this thing where, you know, they're almost higher. You know, they're not equals. They don't treat every fan the same.
0: And I think it comes down to wages. Their, Their wages are so astronomical now. They're just the these footballers, you know, weirdest everyday working class people. When yeah. Earning, yeah. You yeah know, earning thirty grand, forty grand a year, you know, whatever. Mm. These guys are earning that in about an hour. And that's the difference. Yeah. These they are like, you know, you talked about celebrities. They are essentially these these are sports players on movie style salaries. So mm. and it is hard to yeah. sort of yeah, what's the word I'm looking for? A, 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 associate yourself, or with that. yourself with affiliate yourself with Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it's strange. Um, going going back um to um uh, the the shop because uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to uh, I don't, don't want to talk for too long. Mm-hmm. Um, um, what what are your sort of next steps or going? For, we, we we touched upon it there briefly about you yeah sort of potentially looking at selling of shirts. So what what have you got in mind over the next sort of six months to a year? Have you got anything in place? So um, I
2: was literally I, yeah it's is, it's is very hard to plan like mm-hmm. even um where the location where i was doing the pop up shop i think that i had like a little basement um area like it was quite easy to access and stuff it's right next to the ground there and it's like 5 minute walk yeah. um that was something that i would like to have you know maybe hosted every sort of match day but someone's taken over that space like full time okay so that sort of like messed up my plans in terms of you know maybe trying to like venture out and you know maybe do pop ups more regularly and sort of stamp my mark there. So one thing that I was looking to do is maybe get in like a shop maybe in the future, like just around the area. Um, I mean, it's a big, big risk. It's a big, big goal, but I don't know. You just have to be prepared. And, you know, I'm just trying to work on that goal. I think...
0: think, think think,
1: Sorry. Sorry, Steve. I was just going to say, because I think someone's asked you this before. Speaking mm. of shops and doing pop-ups, somebody asked you—I I have no idea what's involved, and I'm sure you do. You know, obviously, when you go match day, you, especially when you're before you walk over the bridges, once you come off the tube, there's a lot of shop uh, stores that just get thrown up on a match day, right?
3: Yeah.
1: It was you able to do that? What are the rules? And have you looked into that? I'm sure you probably have. Is that something yeah, you're used so, doing?
2: Yeah, um, I think you have to pitch that to the club. You have mm. to ask them. Um, that's why I think it would have been so convenient to have done it within like rather than outside where pedestrians walk doing it behind closed doors because then the club can't say anything Um, Mm. outside the grounds um, Arsenal are very much strict in terms of like merchandise and you know if it belongs to them if I'm selling Nike stuff where there's the armory and then you know you've got Adidas I'm not saying that you know I'm going to take all their customers away it's legal Commercially, yeah. yeah, but commercially, you know, you don't want to like if someone at Adidas was to walk by and see, you know, Thierry Henry Highbury shirts or, you know, something like that, they wouldn't be too happy. And it's a and it's a lot of money as well. It's like twenty grand a year to sort of really um, pitch that. That's, yeah, it's it's, it's a, a shame
0: because I think it would be so cool. Really I, my, my earliest memories of Highbury when I went for, back in like the first one was like two thousand three, walking up mm. to the to the ground and just. Just being like greeted with tons of these street stalls, and it mm-hmm. and it was so unique and special, and I'd never really seen that at a football club before, like not yeah. in that sort of uh, the not so many. It was just tons of it, and it was it was it was it was cool, man. And I think if you know if you could create sort of maybe yeah. uh, get get into that and maybe a pop up shop on match days, I think it'd be yeah. sick.
3: Yeah,
1: the man is be what's been in the street area as well. Wow. Oh,
0: oh, amazing! Fantastic. Amazing. Mm-hmm. I, I know it's they have the uh, red, red, red action, they, you know the university halls. Uh, what's it called? The, the, the university bar. there's, there's, there's some like, pop-ups there from, from time to time.
2: Oh yeah. Where am I thinking On the Holloway Road. Uh,
0: yeah. Um, sport.
2: it's in sports Bar.
0: Yeah. they have done some fair that
2: around that. There's the match day as well. I think the match day specializes in more like memorabilia-like um, signed stuff. And the prices are quite hefty, which you know you can. I can sort of agree with it. Do you know what I mean? It's a signed like Thierry Henry shirt or whatever. But in terms of like specializing in like vintage things, like shirts and um, you know shorts and jackets and other mm. other things like that, just everything classic. Um, I think that's really like lacking at the minute in terms of being able to buy, you know, some bits of Arsenal. Because like imagine like a Taurus was to be like. You know, I want an Henri shirt. They go into the armory and they see this, like, poxy art retro. Oh,
3: they're terrible. They you,
2: you know, they're terrible. It's just, like, the badges don't even look real. The the fonts are not, so, like, they're, just, they're so bad. It's just, like...
1: So, yeah. Honestly, some of them are actually laughable. Steve, I only mean, we were talking about yeah. one. Yeah, I think you sent me one online. Yeah. It was just horrific, lads, like...
3: Yeah. Some, replicating
0: the yeah. some, some of them are quite good like some of the 90s yeah. ones like some of the, the bruised banana ones like the the bruised banana ones and like the the blue 95 ones are, from a, at a glance I, I wouldn't be able to tell a difference to be honest yeah and, and i get it because people, people oh, don't want yeah. to spend hundreds on you know you
1: say that that's one thing i love about obviously going adidas there recently is because that was one thing that used to really bug me about when you went in the armory and you would have seen this Rocky when you were you working know, there. We've we've re- that nineteen ninety one that we've just re-released. I'm near sure that's been in the shop before, just without any Adidas yeah. branding on it, right? And I always used to yeah. think, obviously, I know we're tied to you know Puma and Nike whenever at the time, but I was like, surely, surely we could do that. Surely we could strike some sort of deal. Look,
0: yeah, they're yeah. out yeah. now. They're
1: flying, and they are come up the
0: shelves. They it's sell it's out. A nice shirt. I love it. Uh, before before we end, I just want to sort of get your... And I'll ask you as well, Colin, um, because you know, I know you're a massive shirt collector. If you haven't yeah. seen Instagram, at the Arsenal shirt. Is it at the Arsenal shirt? It's at the Arsenal yeah.
1: awesome shirt, yeah. The Arsenal shirt, yeah. yeah.
0: Go what and check it out because you've got an incredible collection. <laughs> um, I'll ask you both because my collection is nowhere as, near as big as yours. Um, what is, I'll start with you, Rocky. What is your kind of favourite piece you, you own as a personal? And what is, a, you'd say, the best thing you've, you've ever sold?
1: I've got to just say, I know Rocky changes his mind like the weather changes. Like me, like me. But just just for the the listeners, you can't see, we're doing a video right now. Rocky's got a 95 star, David Seaman. I've got this one. Yeah, the 3D. It was a 3D design, Dramburg. Um He's got both. both. He's got the grey, but he's got the 3D coloured version, lads. Oh my god! I'm gosh. just gonna say it's absolutely it delightful.
0: We'll have to. We'll have to take a screenshot for the for to post it <laughs> the, of him with those shirts. They're incredible.
3: So yeah, Rocky, here's
1: with current. What's your current favourite right now? Is it that one? Is it? Or? Oh, oh. You know what? I'm gonna sound so like bland and like you're know,
2: trying to be different, but I actually got oh. this piece. Uh Well, we'll start with shirt. I think this one. Since it's like Christmas colors, I'm just going to go with this one today. Oh, nice. um, Where did you get that one? Um, I actually found this from a guy who was selling on Facebook. And he was selling on eBay at the same time. And he was like, I also have this. And then he was like, do you want me to put it on eBay? Because so, I don't really like going on Facebook and doing straight up payments. Yeah. So I think the only legit way was to have that extra protection with eBay, and he was like, um, "Make me an offer." I gave him like uh, offer for like forty quid, um, or something like that, because I saw that there was like a lot of tears. I don't know if you can it, see.
1: You know, I already you. know, mate. You you know it. Those shirts. I don't know what it was. All the keeper shirts from that era. Um So yeah. do you remember there was the. The season before after, I can't remember off the top of my head, but it was black detail with purple detail or you had a bright yellow or green. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah. They are the bobbliest shirts. It's in the, the world. worst, yeah, the worst so material.
2: Bad. And like I was like, bit, in order to repair this, it's gonna take me like three, four hours. Yeah. I literally binge binged watch like a new Netflix series and was like mm-hmm. cutting cutting the loose threads to a point where I could say, It's in good condition, but it still needs work. So yeah. So yeah, I say that's my favorite at the minute.
0: But what's
1: yours? Question.
0: What are you going for, Steve? My favorite piece in my collection or in general? Well, let's do I get you can have two answers then.
1: In your collection and then just outright.
0: Um, you know what? Well, I've got I've got um the 98, 97 I've, I think I've showed you both the 97, 98 in long sleeve, in a oh, medium. A and it is oh, I show rocket I put it on my story it is like Mid. fucking immaculate like like the day it was bought from the shop it's so pristine but it doesn't fit me um and i don't you know what i love that shirt but it doesn't i don't like the collar i think it was around the collar this obviously you're talking about the yeah, yeah. The i love it but it's, <laughs> it's long sleeve as well you never get oh man honestly i i i, I want I'd, I'd like to put it in a frame um yeah, yeah. but it was my brilliant with a photo with tony adams underneath wow. yeah Ooh. it was my, it was my brothers and he gave me and then I'd, I'd say my favourite all-time shirt that I, in my collection.
1: Uh, I love how we always yeah. got to look back at it, haven't we? I don't know. I, you know what? Yeah, I love like... this
0: shirt. I love this <laughs> shirt I've got. Because I've got this shirt in a, in a, in a short sleeve from, from 2003 when I was a kid. Um, but yeah. it, and it's actually a medium because my mum always insisted on buying me shirts at about four times too large. Yeah. So so that was to, just
1: the style back then,
0: though. Yeah. So this is one of my favourites. <laughs> w- one of my favourite shirts that... I've got is the o, o, o 0405 away shirt, yeah, the blue.
1: ah, uh, With the, the fades
0: into a lighter blue with the red trim as well. The 0405,
2: the pinstripe, the yellow pinstripe. It's the so one we lost
0: to Man United in the 50th game. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ah, yeah. Oh, with the yellow detail. Yeah. With yeah. The yeah, and the the yellow. That is probably my yeah. all-time favourite Arsenal shirt, but oh, it looks crap. I couldn't, I've i got it in short sleeve. I used to have it in long sleeve and regret regrettably I sold it. Uh, so I'm trying so if, if ever you both see that shirt <laughs> large let me know I'm trying to find yeah. it um, but I, but I it just right. doesn't look good on like you can't football shirts are so hard to style and you, and no matter what I try and wear that blue shirt with I just look about 15
1: yeah oh. so just for wearing around the gas uh, with a pair of <laughs> that's generally me or a quick quick whip out to the shop. I wouldn't be wearing them out and about all the time yeah
0: see, see in my opinion if, you, if you've got them um, like, like Rocky I think you've got to rock them. like it's it's i think yeah i rock my
1: man
2: you got to yeah yeah i think even if you feel young you've got to sort of embrace it because i know we're young but kelvin's also young and it's just like if you have that mindset of just being sort of i know it's cliche but forever young then you know people will turn your head turn heads at you and they'll admire it and it just it starts like conversations really just
0: having these vintage pieces and I think that's we're a very sort of hipster football club. Like you go to games now. Mm. we very. Everyone's all got the retro wear. One because of my that's favorite. When we were good. One of my favorite shirts, uh, really Rocky, is the one you just bought. The the wet the third. You've both got it actually. Oh, the, the, yeah, Kelvin. Third. It's on classic football shirts for about four hundred pounds. So Steph, if you're listening and you want to buy them that for Christmas. I'll oh, it's a dream. You, Look
3: at it. Look at oh. it. Uh,
0: I've
3: got to ask you, Rocky.
1: I've got to ask you. Yeah are you going to print that up?
2: I'm not sure whether to tamper with it because it's once so you, if you, if you mess it up, that's like 400 down the drain. I was thinking, yeah, maybe getting all of them as a long-term investment. So buying them all from classic football shirts with mm-hmm. savings over time and yeah. just like having them stored and then maybe like in a year or two, just put them up on the shop, see what the values are saying. Because to me, ever since that Arsenal shirt book came out, I mm. think the 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 realization of how rare it is mm. just came to me, and I'm like, bro, like it's like 400 at the minute from 700. You know, you gotta it. seize it because is good, the value's bro. just going up. Because like even when I got this,
3: massive, I had one back it, in well.
2: June. Mm. I had the goalkeeper shirt back in June. It sold for 160, but if that was to go on my shop now, I'd like the demand would be so high, like you know, you're looking at two fifty plus.
0: Yeah. The the nineties jumpers, especially like with the old crest on, go for so much. Like yeah, the, especially, the, I I have always really wanted one of the ninety eight sweaters with the the old crest on, and they're so rare. And they're yeah. usually about one fifty. you got there was a saw new on Instagram, it's like eighteen eighty six store. Did you guys see that? And he had a whole depop yeah. of and he had some Absolute banging pieces. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy about and, that chap
1: actually. Just, just sorry, off the going off the piece a little bit. I was having a conversation with him. Um, I was just scrolling through his, his photos as you do when you just get a bit bored, and I was just scrolling through. And then there was one photo of my dad's best mate at uh, Paris 95 European Cup final. Um, and I managed to get oh. it. You seen, so there's basically, there's a picture of my old man's best mate. Um, and next one there's a bloke in like, this man you know, handmade boiler suit. Um, yeah. And he was trying to get in touch with the bloke who had it. And then I yeah. saw that and I was like, yeah, you know, I was like, is that put with you? I'm pretty sure it is. And he was like, yeah, yeah. me. And then he goes, I've still got the boiler suit. So I don't know whether we'll see it come back to life, but it's I uh, think I saw yeah. your
2: comment. I remember seeing your comment. Yeah. But I think yeah,
0: um, I think there's two 1886s though. Was it's that one? 1886 store. He only—he's so he, weird. He only, he's got like a, a a PayPal and Depop logo. He he def, he followed me recently. He's quite new, but he posted like loads of um. I'll show you. Know you what's like this. And I, and you I hate
3: that? to I hate to
2: slate him, but um. Oh, a boy. lot of the stock. A lot of the stock came from my store. I'm not just saying this like saying like oh like I yeah. owned yeah, it, but yeah. a lot of the things that he bought was from me. Oh really? So, yeah and then he tr- like he tried to like flip him which is which is like you know yeah I think he got that off me as well.
0: Oh, okay. So, <laughs> well there we go. If you listen yeah. <laughs> I Not didn't okay. know that. Bless I did wonder. Him, but... I did think he's got a banging collection. Mm.
2: Makes sense. Yeah. But his prices were a lot like yeah, they were I quite think steep. The tracksuit I sold him I sold for like 160 which is fairly reasonable when you're getting trousers and a sweatshirt. Mm. And he put it for, like, 300 in his fight. He's kind lot. of take, taking the piss. Yeah, just
3: a little bit.
0: Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Going back to shirts, shirts, uh, Calvin, what, what would you say is your best or top? You've got so many. So, favourite you own and favorite you maybe favourite piece you don't own?
3: Um,
0: he's doing that thing again. He's, he's, I'm he's looking over see, again, him. though,
1: because it changes all the time. Um, I'm, not, I'm not saying arrogant. So going back to 1990, I own every single one. So, um, it, uh, yeah, oh, it's so hard to pick from. Like I said to you guys, I've always liked an element of blue in, in a home shirt, the bit of trim. So with that in mind, I can't help but look at the, was it the 00-02 home shirt? Double winners, oh, I love that Cole shirt. Campbell. Oh, the dream red collar. Yeah. Oh, that was a pretty clean, smart shirt. Oh, that was a great shirt. Um, so yeah, I was a big fan of that. To be honest with you, for me it's just like everything's kind of associated back to nostalgia for me a lot of the times. Mm. Like there's a lot of shirts that we have now. <laughs> I mean like I was only thinking of the this year's home shirt, right?
0: I think it's How nice are. it is. It's, it's such a
1: nice shirt. Lovely shirt but in 20 years time when I look back at that shirt what am I going to think of? How fucking utterly shambolic we are or were. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully <laughs> hopefully, we're not still shambolic in 20 years time. Um, so yeah, a lot of the stuff I look back on are like you know, you look at the the last... You know, when we won the Cup Winners' Cup, Alan Smith, that home shirt was pretty smart. Again, a little bit of blue in that.
0: Um, and also the one You've behind You've got such a, such a great collection. You've, have you got like three of like the 95 home shirts? I did. I did have three of the 95. That's probably shirt. one of our best home shirts of all time. Cause it's, such a, it's such a simple shirt, and the collar is so nice.
1: Yeah, it's just simple, fresh. I'd love to see it. It's mad, made.
2: though. Like... Um... Back to what you were saying about um, how we were shit. But like, I look at the nineteen ninety four, this one that I've got in the back to ninety six. Mm. Besides the Cup winners cup, we actually had a like terrible time in it. Like I don't remember
3: it's very true Arsenal. actually.
2: Like um, we finished twelfth in the first season of wearing it. Yeah. Um,
1: six the next.
2: It's not yeah. Did we win did we win or we lost in the finals, did we?
1: we? lost it oh, Naeem from the halfway line. How can we forget? Yeah. Um, I think a lot of us kind of look back at that shirt, though, because we associate it with Dennis Burkham's arrival at the club.
2: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Fair enough. Fair um,
1: enough. And that, that changed our club's trajectory for, for a number yeah. of years, as you know.
0: No. Anyway, guys, I'm I'm very wary of the time because I think we could sit and talk. I mean, I could happily sit and talk all day. Yeah. Um, listen, oh, yeah. Rocky, I just want to say thanks for coming on today. Um,
1: yeah, big thanks, Rocky.
0: On a personal Thank level... You. Before I started, like in the clock end on Instagram, um, I used to follow you guys with my own account and I was always very inspired to do something similar. And for, mm. f- literally for years, I've always banged on about wanting to start a podcast. And, you know, without me creating this, uh, without following you guys, like, you know, like your page and, and Calvin's page and mm. kind of making that move to, get involved in the community because i think ultimately that's what you've created is a really nice community for us all and you know that's that's why we're here and we're, we're doing this now so you've
1: gone blush look look at him. Well, no, no, gun, no,
0: no, no, <laughs> no no but this goes to both of you you know um you as well mate you as well calvin so yeah i appreciate it all and uh it's nice exactly. we we can do this and um ho- if hope you, hopefully you enjoyed it and you you, you want to come back on again yeah man I And, love time, it. It and hopefully we'll have something better to talk about <laughs> something more positive yeah
1: hopefully hopefully something better to talk about and look i I second that rocky i mean as we touched on earlier you know you're good lads um you know what you're doing in in the height of 2020 because that's what we have to remember as well lads. there's a lot of people out there that need um not a little bit yeah a little bit of love a little bit of attention um rocky Mm -hmm. does that especially from an Arsenal point of view uh you know we are customers one of the things i fed back to rocky just so you know is and this is this is just private message between the two of us and I was just like I was really impressed with the the quality and I'm sure you were Steve when it arrived you know the yeah. packaging that came in you know the shirt you know I'm currently wearing it now it's you know we're going back to 96 guys you know this that's an old shirt it felt brand new it looked brand new and um, so you're you're not taking a risk because Rocky's not gonna buy and sell you something he doesn't he wouldn't probably buy himself for the quality right uh, and I think that's mm-hmm. that's the separation for me it's you know you're getting good service you open out someone who's not part of a mainstream brand, um, but it's the quality of the touch that you get, um, which I really appreciated anyway. Uh, I think you bind to it. You bind to
0: a, a person or a, a, a brand over the actual product, don't you?
1: Yeah, people buy. People will always buy from people. Yeah, that so. that's ultimately always always a case. You're gonna, make,
0: you're gonna make him blush, mate we've oh, been yeah, pretty we much the whole time. We'll, we'll,
3: we'll, leave, we'll leave it there. We'll leave <laughs> it
1: there. But guys, again, seriously, check out his, his page, uh Rocky Nico on Instagram. Um, and Google that as well. Uh, the store's there, it's online. And there's another side plug as well. If you're a bit of an R&B or a hip-hop man, check out some of the music on, on Spotify as well. Why not? Thank you, man. Thank you. The- uh, <laughs> I did it last week, Steve, didn't I? I did it I did it a few days too early. I think I just lost lost my time. Anyway, yeah, you, you, but,
0: can, uh, you can find me and Calvin on Instagram as well, in the clock end and the Arsenal shirts. Yeah. Also, Calvin at the arse on Twitter.
1: Yes, uh, nice. at underscore the arse underscore. Um, that's where I post a lot of stuff Keep, on Twitter. But look,
2: give you a do anyone
1: right who's... Now. Yeah, do, do me that follow now. can't believe you didn't already. You shouldn't have said that live. Um, <laughs> but yeah, guys, thanks for anyone who's joining in um, for the first few podcast we look forward to continuing them um, you know after Christmas and into the new year um, obviously we'll be following up after the Chelsea game one way or the other I hope to God we can at least talk about something positive for a change
3: um, but <laughs> yeah. wherever
1: you listen wherever you're listening um, you know we wish you a really Merry Christmas um, you know spend that time with, with your friends and well, maybe not friends so much this year but your family in particular
0: you know, over Zoom Obviously,
1: yeah. We'll, get, we'll probably do a Christmas quiz or something. But no, I mean it really seriously. It's it's been a tough year, guys. So if you have the chance to take a bit of downtime, just just take a step back, reflect on what you've got um and appreciate it.
0: Cool. Um, All and we right. look forward cool to joining you again. Cheers guys, Merry, Merry Christmas, good, See Christmas you boys next week after Chelsea. Yeah, very Rocky, guys. cheers Kevin. Cheers, boys, bye bye.